it is the greatest privilege of my professional career to have this opportunity. And it's, it's, this is the stuff I've, I've been dealing with since I was a kid. Yeah. This is sort of is is the stuff I, I spend my free time daydreaming about yeah. as an adult as well. And I get to bring it into life. And there is there is no greater reason than I join the industry than doing something like this. And uh, I'm I'm very, very happy to be here. Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. I'm Josh Horowitz, and today on Happy, Sad, Confused, we have a returning champion, I believe for the third time on the podcast, and a newcomer to the podcast. He's a glutton for punishment. He was just on the show. He's back for more. Uh, they are reteaming after many years apart on a wonderful awesome super fun new movie called argyle and more importantly they're teaming up for happy sad confused today it's matthew vaughn and henry cavill welcome gentlemen hello hello thank you very much hello it's good to see you both congratulations on the movie i was just i'll gush on the record too i mean i gushed off mike which is meaningless because it's more important for them to actually see it on camera right matthew uh, it'd be nice yeah <laughs> uh the movie's awesome it's super fun uh i've seen it twice didn't have to, wanted to. So I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, Matthew, when we were chatting about this just a few months back, we talked a little bit about the challenges of something like this, the excitement of something like this, which is, well, based on IP technically. I'm not sure how many lies I said to you. I've had the time of my life doing this press. Yeah. I've just been lying. <laughs> you know, the greater Continue, the spy, please. the bigger the, the bigger the lie, and and it's a whole new um, new arena, the, the, the world of lies. And, Continue, um, please. I love it. So, so it's been fun saying some truths, some mistruths, some upside-down truths, but that's go see the movie, and it will all um, work itself. Well, hopefully, you've now seen it. Does it does make sense. After I you interviewed about me, were you in there? Did you feel satisfied by the by maybe being a little bit misled, or were you irritated, or did it hopefully make you just go, all right, There was There was no was irritation. Fun. There was sheer, I, I let myself go with the mm -hmm. ride and came out of it with some questions, but you know okay. a satisfying experience that you know you don't want one of those things that just like oh you got to wait three more years for the next one for mm -hmm. this to be satisfying you need it to yeah. work on its own and this one does that's those okay i'm interested what the questions are well we'll get there we're gonna be okay. spoilers a little bit later on oh spoiler <laughs> questions um but the challenges i'm not interested in the questions then. <laughs> <laughs> the so. challenges and excitement of delivering something like this mm -hmm. that you know argyle doesn't mean anything to anybody mm -hmm. before the marketing campaign of this began. Now, you've right. been through this to a degree before. I go through the pain and the torture of, of trying to do new IP. And, you know, and I'd say to studios uh, in the past, present, probably in the future, um, when Star Wars, when Raiders, when all these, when these E.T., when these movies came out, Back to the Future, they were fresh original IP. They weren't based on anything in the sense that they, uh, they, were, they were new. Right, yeah. and then I think marketeers um, just got comfortable with with just saying they wanted branded IP in the studio. The studios like branded IP, branded IP. That's all they've been looking for, and it's and I'm learning it even on this. What's hard um, when you're trying to launch new IP is in theory you need to spend more money because you need to educate people what the IP is, and you can't just do the same rules for branded IP because it's non-branded and that's why a lot of non-branded IP doesn't work because it wasn't given the more chance and because it's unbranded IP the, the studio don't want to spend more money it's on it cycle, you know, they right, would rather spend yeah. much more money on Superman or Bond or right. Harry Potter and I'm like 
Spend less money on that, guys. <laughs> you just got to put the we date up. We all know up. what that is. Already. Yeah, you, you can, you know. And but if you really want to create new stuff, you got to be brave and you have to commit. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we're going through it now. You know, Argyle. It's not easy to get people to lean in or understand what it is. Um, and I hope you know why we're doing this is yeah. is we, we you know is like guys is if the audience complains they don't have enough fresh movies. Um, they got to support fresh movies. <laughs> it's simple as that, and give it a chance, and then they'll get rewarded with more. So, uh, it's a vicious cycle that or circle that we're gonna we're, we're trying to break right now. So, before we get to Argyle, I do want to talk about your uh, connections in the past because mm -hmm. this goes way back to Stardust, of course, two thousand seven. Yes, Henry, you, give me a sense of where you were at in your life when that came around, because you know by looking at at the at the career you were. A working actor, you had a prosperous career. You'd done kind of Monte Cristo. Maybe Tudors was around the corner. Yeah, was it a big opportunity, a big moment to get into the audition room for Matthew Vaughn and Stardust at the time? Um, uh, obviously, yes. Uh, I think it's interesting that you said you know I was a working actor, had my career going. At that stage of a career, you don't feel like you have your career going at all. Yeah. Um, it takes a, like a solid fifteen years and go like, oh, I think I guess not things are going okay. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was wonderful working with Matthew because I just got to see what it was like working on one of those movies where you're working with a director who has a particular vision. Um, and I've worked with Kevin Reynolds before as well, fantastic sure. director. Um, but this was my other big movie. And Matthew was very generous with all of us. I have a, a lasting memory of us all spending time with him in his house. And that was a really, really good experience because you got to see the mind of the person who's who's creating the thing and also spend time with the person and you realize that there is a a life outside of just the work on set and coming from the sort of background I came from it's all about work 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 and, and Matthew showed me that it, it can be both and I think I'd forgotten that lesson for many years but then oh. being back on set it you're reminded and you think oh this can be fun and it can be about connections and 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 you're supposed to have a great time, and uh, and Matthew's just good at cultivating that environment. I would also imagine, just as again, our, our many conversations about the kind of films and and stuff we were raised on, that was basically the first kind of genre project you'd done. Yeah. So it must yeah. have been exciting just to be in that world. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was I was, I was there so briefly, mind. Well, you made um, an impact, Humphrey. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I, I, I love seeing people's faces. They're like, oh my God, that was you in that movie. Uh, <laughs> what is it with you and giving him unusual haircuts in movies? It goes back to Humphrey. People are talking well, about this one. When you're blessed with this face, <laughs> it gives you poetic license to have a little bit more fun with it. I mean, he was he was the first person to give me the moustache. Right. Yeah. Mission um, Impossible, you're hard out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's... I suppose, actually, one of the great things is, is that Matthew allows me to be characters, right. which a lot of people don't. Um, they want me to be a certain thing. Yeah. And so um, I'm really enjoying acting more now, being a bit more loose and, and enjoying playing something uh, left of stoic. Right. Yeah, yeah, and there's some inherent left well, to stoic. I like. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's an, we, went, we went to the same school, which you're old stoics. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. You go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you remember what you saw? in that first audition way back when? Well, with Henry, I, charm. And, you know, Humphrey was meant to be sort of, um, what's the word? 
um, a dick, right? Um, <laughs> I was waiting. I was really yeah, trying to find another. And he was. And it, and, but, is. But, it, but he had to have a charm to him, especially at the end. And, and I was always wanting that, that, the look that you have between De Niro and yourself at the end was just it's priceless. And, and I knew Henry could do that. Like Henry would, would, I just knew he could do it. I had no doubt. No doubt. I would imagine your audition days, if not entirely behind, maybe entirely behind you. Are you? Do you relish that at this point? Like, were you somebody that enjoyed that? I talked to actors that have so many different kind of feelings about auditioning. Like, it's an opportunity, or just it gnaws them up inside. Or I mean, yeah, all auditions are opportunities. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but they are also. It, it is. I don't know what the process is like now, but certainly back in my day, horrific process. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, this room has more character yeah. than the rooms you'd sit in typically. It'd be sort of a awesome. white oh, it's office horrific room. horrific doing the audition. I, I mean, bet. Because these people come in, yeah. and you know how desperately they want their, the part. And it's horrible just thinking, A, only one person's going to get it. But also, it's terrible. Some people come in, and I used to you know, sometimes watch X Factor with Simon Cowell, going, God, it, it is what it's like. And... Right. And there are some people that they just don't, they don't want to act. They want to be famous. And, and it's terrible. They come in and I'm like, why am I, are you wasting my time? And whoever, everyone's the time. It's, it's unfair. And, and I think, um, but auditioning, I get in I actually feel, I really do try and help people through the audition and have casting directors going, why are you being so nice to these people? Why are you just, they're useless. Get them out of the room. Right. Um, but, um, it's and 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 it's it's so odd because the environment normally you're reading like with someone who can't you know because acting is yeah. also reacting to the person that you're acting to and you have got someone who's with a, I don't know, a cigarette well used to be like a cigarette <laughs> yeah and then sort of just reading off a page reading off a page yeah, badly so it's slightly deadpan and yeah you know watching you with judge judgey eyes and you're like, like if yeah. they're even watching you yeah, yeah. If they're even exactly watching you. or they're they got a picture of the neck, you know, they're looking at a picture of another actor right in front of you yeah. with a big tick next to it. It's tough. It's a really horrible, horrible. But, the but I, I'm more interested, we talked about this coming over, of in chemistry tests. Right. Because that's that, you know, even you can cast the two greatest actors in the world, but they still might not have chemistry together. Right. And that's the unknown. So I, I, I'm a big believer in chemistry tests, even with, with movie stars. And I say it protects you, me, and the audience. So yeah. it's important. And, and touching on both of those things, it's sometimes you just have a bad audition. Right. And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're a bad actor, but then that cast director goes, oh, they're terrible. Or that director says, you're terrible. Um, I did an audition for Patrick Stewart many, many moons ago uh, for The Lion in Winter. And I walked in there, and Patrick's there doing wow. uh, doing sort of the, the reading with you. And I completely dropped the ball. I, I just screwed up the audition. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. It's like doing a bad take or having a, a bad couple mm. of takes on set. And afterwards, I called my agent. And I said, I, I, I screwed the pooch on that one. Um, I got it wrong. And he said, well, do you want to go back in? And I was like, I don't want to bother like Patrick Stewart. I don't want to sort of say I want to go back in. He said, look, just go on back in. It's fine. So he called, called the casting director, got me back in a few hours later. And afterwards, after I'd sort of relaxed and gone, well, I, I ruined it already, so I might as well just go in there nothing and do the thing. Yeah, yeah, nothing to lose. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And Patrick Stewart said to me afterwards, he said, I'm really glad you came back. Thank you. And... That was a big eye-opening moment for me where I realized it was okay to not get it right every time. Right. And, but also saying that, that's why the auditioning process is so harsh because it's not a great read on whether an actor is a good actor or not. It's just it's whether... It's such a specific circumstance. It's a yeah. different skill set in some ways. Yeah. Someone <laughs> could be great at auditions and terrible yeah. uh, on set. Yeah. 
and, and vice versa. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason why I bring this up, and we talked about this before. I mean, you you can and should take such pride in your casting over the years. I mean, mm. uh, dating all the way back, um, you know, wear cake on. Um, I'm curious, like, does it feel like at this point you have this kind of like coterie of actors that you could call upon and think of when mm -hmm. you when a new project comes around? And yeah. There are a couple here that have we've seen in previous films. Popped up, yeah. Um, so how does casting work at this point? When something like Argyle comes up, do you automatically, can you instinctively just think, oh, Henry would actually be perfect for that? Well, when I work on, on the characters, I always, I, Henry just had a moment and I'll say it again because he looks so surprised and I quite like that. Is, is I, I imagine um, so old movie stars, so that so I'm free to to cast and, and, and I find people I think will channel what I'm hoping for, but then give it a unique spin. So for me, Argyle was a mixture of Connery and Roger Moore, right? Wow. So when he fought, I wanted it to be Connery. <laughs> easy, but, yeah, easy. Well, test. Wait, the thing is, now that I've heard it once, I wasn't. I'm not like. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily, he but, didn't say that to you before doing the part. I, I, I assume he did not. Thank goodness. No, I tend not to tell the actor. I was thinking, you know, as an actor, it's not great to be told. Hey, I wanted you to be it. Like, yeah, you be like other actors. actors. Yeah, these, these two great yeah. actors. Yeah, so yeah I, you're fine, but these two great actors. Yeah. I'd like you to be more yeah. like them. So that was Argyle in my head, meaning to right. the toughness of Connery, but the, the, the the one eye eyebrow raise, which he did without me asking him to do. He did it perfectly with the girls I, kissing I, him. I do it by accident sometimes. Well, well, <laughs> the eyebrow it, has a mind the eyebrow, yeah, well, well, I can't even raise one eyebrow, so well done. Um, and um, and then with Aiden Wilde, you know, I was really sort of wanting that what I call the Gene Wilder, Nicholson, that sort of, that sort of, you know, the clues in the name, the Wilde, but yep. the charm of Gene Wilder as well. And that's where Rockwell came about. And, um, and but all my movies, any you can ask me any character in any movie, and I'll tell you who it was based on. While yeah. you know who was inspired by, and then you know, and then we find the modern day version who then turns it into their role. Had you had you guys ever were you, were you keeping in touch over the years? Had you discussed anything else? I mean, I could imagine. Yeah, know, he could I mean, fit into the Kingsman things. world. I mean, presumably. Yeah, we we talked about Kingsman. Still talk about Kingsman. I don't know whether Argyle screwed Kingsman up for you, but you know, never. Who knows? Never. Who knows? Um, it's your universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also at the at, uh, you hit an age where you tend to want to work with people that you you, you can get on with, and there's tr mutual trust, and it's and respect, and therefore you can do your best work. And you can make mistakes. You're not going to get punished for making a mistake, and yeah. you can fix it together. So you, you're free. So, I, um, yeah. So, so I also have a secret chemistry test, or whether I think I'm going to get on with the person. The most important well. chemistry test is you with the actor. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. don't probably know that part. So, um, actually, the, it's funny you saying because I remember when you came down, and really, it was really nice when he came the first time he came to the house, and and back then I was trying to encourage, like again, it was about trust, and and so that the the actors. Would, would feel safe with me. And remember, I wasn't that experienced with actors. So the right. whole thing of directing actors was slightly intimidating, well, yeah, very intimidating, because <laughs> if you don't know how to do something, it's quite hard to ask something someone to do. You know, I, I would find it very hard right. to teach you how to speak Swahili. It's right. just gonna, not gonna work out very well. <laughs> I mean, I'll get a book and I'll figure it out, right. but I don't know how to speak Swahili, and I don't know whether you do. I'm just, but if you do, it'll make I my life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, and, and I, and and that's you know so when when you came and I knew Henry was a decent person from that point and um, and I just try to make sure that that they feel safe and I feel safe and and especially about then I really didn't know anything about 
how because acting is it's still something i have no comprehension how they do it yeah. right it's 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 um like the thing i really don't understand and you've noticed i don't really direct them because i can't get my head around sex scenes it's it's just something i don't understand i also don't understand him <laughs> yeah, i I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan but i feel quite awkward about it yeah, yeah you go right okay you well, feel what awkward. i need to do okay guys i need you two to get in bed take your clothes off and I go, wow, is this really acting? I suppose it is, you, but it's bloody odd. You know, I think I think there are circumstances where a, a sex scene actually is beneficial to a movie and yeah, sure. uh, rather than just the audience. Yeah, and well, it, I hope so. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Sort of, I think sometimes they're overused these days. Right. And it's when you have a sense that you're going, is this really necessary? Or yeah. is it people just with less clothing on? Right. Yeah. And that's where you start to get more uncomfortable and you're thinking... There's a, there's not a performance here, right? There's there's not there's not a piece which is going to carry through into the rest of the movie. Your publicist put a phone down, by the way. So it's yeah. sex scenes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah what? Uh -oh. Hold on a second. Let's pay attention. For the record, I yeah, no, I saw I saw Elaine Paul as well. I was like, am I? I do I need to? But you didn't um, go to drama school, right? So right, uh, which I think is why it's, it's a very very um is one of your secret weapons, right? So you have a you have a different right. technique. But I cannot imagine when you go to drama school, they go right today. We're going to teach you sex how to do scene sex scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> there is, <laughs> uh, but not to be said. Yeah, not to be said. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. no, but but I do find it weird. I, it, yeah. It's like if if my daughters became actresses and they went to drama school to learn how to do a sex scene, I'd be right. furious. Right. Yeah, and I again, I think sex scenes can be great in a movie. They can mm. really help with the storytelling, sure. but most of the time, the human imagination is going to trump it. Right. Mm. And so I think it, it, it can be a little bit of a cop-out right. if a, a, a TV show or a movie is just filled with sort of gyrating bodies and you're going, <laughs> okay, right. but I mean, mm. what is this doing for us apart from the idea of like, oh, naked person, great. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I agree. Are we, are we just English prudes? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. But I mean, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there are different yeah. ways. Look, this anyway, gonna I hate directing them. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not a fan of doing him. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
the movie. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try and recreate that, a movie where, uh, you know, either side of the coin, should we say, whether you're a man, woman, 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 man, man, and every other um, iteration, iteration yeah. <laughs> of, of the world that we now live in. Sure you can find an area of the film to latch onto and, and then debate whether you like it or not, yeah. but ultimately come out with a smile on your face. Do you remember your first date movie? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I I remember, I think it was a double date, and actually it, I wasn't on the date. I mean, I, well, I don't remember lucky who girl. my date well, was, well, but I remember right, I was who the, say. the other people were. Okay. Yeah. Two friends of mine from school, it was Titanic. Of course. Um, oh, wow, yeah. okay. That's a date movie. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. that's the ultimate date movie, arguably. Yeah. Until this yes. one, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, for that last generation, I guess. Yeah. I guess Argyle's probably the new Titanic, uh, yeah. is what we're saying. <laughs> well, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> like half that box office, yeah. a third of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, count me in. Yeah, well, twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I remember seeing, and I was actually a little. I was probably what it was like eighteen or something when I saw Titanic. So are you out of the demo? And yet I was still, I think I still saw it like seven times yeah. in theaters. There was something. Seven? Was, no, truly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was, I was obsessed with it. I thought it really worked. I mean, it still, yeah. still does. I think sort of it was the same for my group of friends. It was, it was, that's the movie you went and watched a lot of times. I think you did it because the girls are going to go watch it and you're like, yeah, okay. What, yeah. what, what movie Not do you think movie. you've seen the most in a theater in your life? Um, it's got to be Titanic because at the age of 17, I had to, sort of start going to theaters less right uh, myself um but yeah probably titanic okay what about you for you matthew i i know it was raiders of the lost ark because I, I saw star wars and sort of fell in love with movies at that point but the time i realized i fell in love with them it wasn't in the cinema anymore right and it was really annoying me because back then you couldn't there was no videos so you couldn't you, right. you were like oh my god i can't see this movie again so then when i saw raiders i went I am not making that mistake again, and I'm going to keep going back and back. And, and so Raiders was just like, uh, it was a movie that was very, very special to me. I feel like, you, uh, I'm just thinking as we And were a close th- second was Back to the Future. I saw that a lot of times. I mean, these yeah. are the ultimate rewatchable yeah. movies that yeah. just, and I could watch right now and still. Yes. Yeah, me too. Love. Um, I was going to say, I feel like you need a bittersweet, tragic romance in, in your future, a Titanic-level weepy that really just like kills us as an audience, Henry. Just plotting uh, your future for you. I mean, I, I I have some ideas. Okay, Highlander gonna make me it, weep it, at the it, end. It look, I'm not gonna tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it won't be obvious when it happens. Okay. Yeah. Sneak up on me. Trust cool. me. Um, let's talk about dance choreography versus fight choreography. Mm-hmm. Is it intimidating when you see in the script that opening sequence? I mean, you know your way around fights. Yeah. You can do yeah. that. You can do any manner of fight, from Witcher to whatever. Yeah. Um. But that kind of intricate sequence, is, is it all the same? Is it all choreography in a way? It's all choreography, yeah, yeah. Uh, until it's not. And I think with with fights, the, the great thing about fights is that someone's always going to say, we're doing a fight scene, therefore we have to choreograph it. And you can be specific and change things anyway on the day. But with dance, people go, well, just dance, right? <laughs> um, even if it is choreographed. And right. that's where... I, that starts to make me nervous. I'm like, wait a second, you want me to do what? Yeah. Um, but when you're working with people like Matthew, who you know you can trust, it's a huge trusting relationship at actor, director, and actor, producer. And it's, you know, you can trust him. And so even if he's like, just do this, and you go, oh, I'm going to feel like a complete idiot doing this, you, you do it. Right. And then you can say afterwards, like, Matthew, I'd, I'd feel like I look like an idiot yeah. and he say no trust me and he'll show you and then if you still feel I think you've even said those words if you still feel that you don't like what you were doing then I won't put it in the movie right 
and you go, oh, okay, well then I'm, I'm, I can be free. And that's a good feeling. And I would imagine, yeah, because I, when I was watching it again, I was, I think I can guess I like at least one of those kind of moments. Like that perspective shot on you when you have Dua up there, it's that close up on you from above. Yeah. That must feel mortifying in the moment to have to shoot that because in isolation, that feels probably pretty silly and crazy. I mean, a lot of things in film in isolation right. are, are crazy and silly and you, you get used to it. I mean, obviously, um, it's about respecting the person who you're doing those kind of shots with right. and, and it's about making them comfortable. Um, unless you're in the awkward position, uh, but it's yeah, yeah. It, thankfully, Joe was a um, was a, was a great dance partner, um, both um, figuratively speaking and literally. Yeah. And uh, so those kind of things you're okay with. And when you've got a professional crew, you know everything is is done in a particular way, and there's some mastery at work. So you feel like you're part of a thing. When things start to feel a bit amateur, right? That's when you start to go, mm, and you start asking questions. And if you're asking questions. That's the wrong state of mind. I do mm. feel like, Matthew, you are inching closer and closer to a full-on musical. I'm working on one now. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it was... Uh, and, and, and no actually, I, I was using some of these moments to see, could I do it? Right. Um, and did I enjoy doing it? Which I did. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always loved music. Well, I loved musicals when I was a kid. And then, you know, but I was, you know, I was in the 70s. So the new musicals were things, whether it was like, Joseph or Jesus Christ Superstar sure. and Cats and you know where where these musicals that they were sort of like they were you know like Annie mm -hmm. you're just going wow they had great stories but really belter songs and 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 um and I think they they and I was dragged to them by my mother <laughs> as well like to ballet all these stuff so I sort of just learned all this by osmosis but I never and then and then weirdly. I've always said I wanted to do a musical, but I couldn't find anything. I didn't want to do a remake of a musical because right. I thought, especially because I was offered to do whether it was Oliver or some, and I'm like, how do you improve on that? Right. Um, and and then I, when so Jamie Damien Chazelle sent me the script of the musical, and he has some experience. Yeah, he, he knows he's doing well. Again, I was like, why are you <laughs> not? Well, well Damien, why are you, what am I missing here? Why are you not directing yeah. this? I think this is really really good. Um, and then he, I mean, if you imagine the movie is, is Kick-Ass meets Wizard of Oz. <laughs> All right, that's the best way of describing it. And, and it's really, really different and it's fresh. And, it's, and it excites me because I'm out of my comfort zone. And wow. so I'm looking, forward to, 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 I'm looking forward to trying to make a musical, which is, you know what, never say never and go for it. And um, I'll probably make some huge mistakes. But the great thing about movies when you make a huge mistake, you can fix them before you show it to anyone. Right. <laughs> so, um, so um, but yeah, we're 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 we've started very very early prep, and um, it's exciting. How are your vocal lessons going? You're obviously the lead singer. Uh, very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very well. Do you have that ambition to? I mean, I don't know if we've discussed you singing before. I don't have that ambition. No, um, I've been known to to sing in the kitchen every now and again. Uh, but I've been told you have an amazing voice. Um, I heard it yesterday, and I was like, mm, "Got my yeah." Who are your spies? How do you know? Uh, well, spies are spies. Yeah, <laughs> you don't reveal <laughs> your yeah, spies. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think if I ever ended up with some free time on my hands or a role which required it, I would love to work with a singing coach and really to see if, if I could take it somewhere. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I always enjoyed it. We went to the same school. Um, mm. And so I always enjoyed singing in, in, in chapel and stuff like that. And, Did you? And yeah, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I was just um, so angry I had to get out of bed. It's, I mean, that <laughs> so too. So I was just sitting there going. That too. I oh, mean, yeah. but, 
it's I do enjoy singing, uh, wow. and I would love one day to see. Do you like a good if hymn? I can take it somewhere. I do like a good hymn. <laughs> yeah. Good rousing hymn. Jerusalem. I'm about to say, I vow to thee, my country. Jerusalem's a great song. Um, song, so, hymn. hymn. So, what are you singing at home? Are you singing hymns? All, so, all sorts. It, it's a surprising give me a variety. What's, what, give me an artist you like. Uh, no. <laughs> good. Yeah. No, I will I not. I thought he was going to ask you to sing then. I was yeah. like, oh, here not we go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, okay, I, okay. a lot. We'll get there. I don't want to ruin your chances to be in Matthew's musical here Thank on the you. spot. Thank you. Um, I'd cast him even if he couldn't sing, so it'd be fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be worrying. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the the challenges and excitement of your role in particular. We were alluding to this earlier, um, and I think we're starting to get into a little bit of spoiler territory, okay. spoiler warning, folks. Um, the character you play, like it's always about like rounding characters, right, and making them feel as authentic and real as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the task with with your character, or is it? Well, that was the challenge. Yeah. Um, is that you're playing both? You have a foot in both worlds. Argyle, uh, as far as he's aware, um, it's heart attack serious. Um, but as far as the movie's aware, it's less so. Right. And so you have to play it with the movie's tone in mind. And also the idea of Argyle taking himself seriously in mind, right. which is a fine line to tread amongst everything else that's happening as well. Um, let me just dive into like a, a super kind of spoilery question towards the end. Again, spoiler warnings. Yeah. Who is the character that I'm seeing Henry play at the very end of this? Film? I don't know if Henry's playing a character, but there is a character called Mullet Man. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about your interpretation of Mullet Man? That must have been a day on set. That's talk about trust in a director. Um, um, I mean, it's it's that same thing. With, when, when Matthew halfway through the shoot was like, "By the way, you can have a mullet." I, I and it was it was like, "Get rid of the bloody flat top." I'm in. It's one of those things <laughs> yeah, where you go, like, oh, yeah. "Trust you so far. Might as well keep on trusting you." Yeah. Right. And the rest we just kind of threw together. Um, as far as sort of how he sounds and everything, I was like, "I'm gonna throw this out there yeah, yeah. because why not make it as polar opposite as possible?" Right. And. Um, it was fun that day. It was fun. It really, and, and that's it the really, thing. And it, really and it is fun. fun. You see, again, to the point of playing with a character and being able to play on set. Um, with Matthew, I felt like I could do that again. Right. And you know, it took a bit of time to warm up back into the, the, the concept of it because I, I haven't had that opportunity. And, and working with Matthew, you, that is the personification of being able to play again. And you can see it. Right. You can see it in, in, in the character. So this post-credit or mid-credit sequence that we see. Mid-credit, yeah. Mid-credit. I didn't know what mid-credit was until recently. I was like, the mid-credit, and now <laughs> I know what you mean, mid-credit. Now, if I'm putting two, <laughs> two together, this is a flashback that is all, actually almost from the next movie in a way. This is book one? Well, it's from book one. So the movie is, as I did say to you, was book four. So right. I was telling you the truth that this yes. is about book four and book five. So book one, um, that is a scene from book one. Okay. And played by the lovely Louis Partridge. Right. And... Um, I know what your next question is. So all I'd say is Argyle wears very beautifully tailored Nero collar suits. So he obviously has to go to the best tailor in the world to get them made. Sure. And there's only one tailor in Matthew Vaughn universe worth going to. In, in not my universe, in any universe. Right. <laughs> Always go to it, the Kingsman. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> mm. um, where to go next on this? Okay. So, and that is intended to be the next film that you would shoot. Is, um, is yeah. I, I, listen, I, I don't want to count chickens, sure. blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be great because 
I imagine this gentleman would be in it as well. I mean, I cannot ever see an Argyle movie without Henry. Um, he I hard. won't see another Argyle movie without me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the same. So, I don't blame you. So yeah. there was, there's a whole concept, how it all comes together in, in book one, a okay. film. Um, and then there's Mullet Man for, uh, for number two, which I am desperate just because I think in that version of Henry, Henry will have more fun playing this role than anything he's done before. I, th I do think you, because it will be like, when it won't be trust me, I'll be like. I'll be like, trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, Watch this. Yeah. yeah. He'll be yeah, saying <laughs> yeah. to me, trust me. And I'll be like, <laughs> like oh, I don't God. know if I do. What's yeah, going he's, on? He's Henry? doing some roll cameras yeah. quick. Yeah. He's doing something yeah. again. Give me a yeah. bottle of tequila. I only yeah. got one of these in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, but that so Mullet Man is a different character than the young version. I don't know. That that time will tell. I do know, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> there is a method to the madness. No, I believe you. I yeah. know there is. Um, yeah. Because the the thing I'm having trouble, and again, all I would imagine will be explained yeah. if we get there, is Ellie, obviously, again, spoiler warning, is not Argyle exactly. She's Rachel Kyle. But mm -hmm. then we also do now see a character that looks awfully like Henry Cavill that coincidentally or not so coincidentally looks like the argyle of her imagination and that's Does it looks like mark looks like mullet man not to me okay yeah. fair enough i need more time i need to see it a third time okay. yeah <laughs> fair enough. i have no more clues to who mullet man is in the film okay no, <laughs> they're not the we talked a little bit about this before i mean let's let's give some props to some of the rest of the ensemble here because i love bryce and this sam rockwell fantastic it's interesting you have to kind of like you have to get in sync in a different way with Sam than you've probably had in any other co-star in your career. You're not playing scenes with him, but you're playing scenes with him. Yes, <laughs> and that was fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a new style yeah. of shooting, um, a new, an innovative technique really to, to to sell a fight scene, and it was a lot of fun working with Sam on that because we could we would spend the the rehearsal days just watching each other trying to. Uh, learn how the other moves, right? So we can like bridge the gap between you. In a yeah, way, so we we can apply that to our own movement yeah. while keeping our characters individual as well, right? Because we are essentially juxtapositions of one another, and that's important to express while also doing right very similar things. So the challenge from you as a as a filmmaker in the same filming it twice. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. it's twice the time basically. Yeah. Same yeah. setup, half the time for me. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a, a big fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we do this on every movie? Yeah, guys? yeah. It was that was that it it was um when we came up with the idea and I was like saying and we'll have we'll use blinking as a trans transition and and it was it was uh, we we actually what I loved about it was you know Henry's really really good at fighting and fight court noticed you know yeah. the whole choreography <laughs> he good. was fantastic but and Henry's is not Henry, sorry, Sam is very good at dancing. Yes. So he has that muscle memory technique and then seeing the two come together and doing it, like they learned it identically, but then as Henry said, it, you had to do the identical movement with a totally different interpretation. Right. You know, and one was, was yeah. excellent and professional and the other was a bit more scrappy um, and rough yet they both had the same result at the end. And that's what was, it was really fun to watch, really fun to watch. And then we said, then then we, and I was watching it and, I went, and it was literally on the day I went, hey, maybe it'd be pretty cool if they actually, we did this with them speaking. So old Rockwell had had months to learn these long, oh, all, no all these lines. I said, Henry, I've got an idea. And he's like, what? And I went, I'm gonna put you now in on this shot and you're gonna say, gonna say um, Sam's speech. And he's like, well, I'll try, but it's rather long. Um, <laughs> it's long speech. And, 
Yeah, and he did brilliantly. He just went to it, and and I went, oh, and and, and again, some of the, and then we wrote more scenes for you, like in, in more right. scenes in the mirror. It suddenly became, yeah, it, un, it just unlocked a whole part of the film that wasn't right designed, but turned out to look like it was, and and it's some of my favorite stuff. I think when your some of your discussions with Ellie is actually they're very sweet and powerful and quite emotional. When yeah. I didn't. Considering they weren't in the movie. Well, well that's, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. So it, 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 yeah, character it's, it's went, went went from a gimmick to a to a fully fleshed character, sure. yeah. and it became uh, a part of of Ellie's psyche, mm. which was which was the, the the comforting part of one's mind, right. which you retreat to when when you need to. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it, without Matthew saying on that day, here's a monologue to learn. That wouldn't have happened. Trust. Wouldn't and without happen, you yeah. saying you'd do it. Yeah, so well, yeah. Some actors would have said, True. sorry, no. Yeah, no I can't no, give no. me a day. Maybe I'll learn it. And I'm not sure about it. And, he's, and I'm very grateful because he, he went for it. And, and, and that's the great thing about creativity because sometimes the craziest ideas or, or the least I, thought through ideas become yeah. absolutely brilliant. Driving to the set, yeah. what if we try this? Because yeah. if you close yourself off to creativity... Yeah. in the moment yeah. like what's the point like I couldn't agree more so we now know again uh, as alluded to in that mid-credit sequence this is in the same universe as Kingsman was there ever a thought to have other Kingsman characters pop into this no I think right now again you've got to if you look at my so Marv is sort of becoming this world of espionage, and and I imagine like you have let's say Kingsman on the left, then you've got Argyle very much on the right, and then there is a middle ground that one day I want to play with, which I you know, and who knows what that's going to be, but it, it it's there's there I see a world where I mean where, where everything co does come together one day, yeah. and not maybe some of the other characters we have as well from other movies that there's something there is a but it has to not feel like it as you just said it sh can't feel like a gimmick sure. it has to have a reason um and there's a few reasons that are quite compelling but not yet humphrey and mullet man will meet one day this is what i'm getting from this finally well, was that humphrey was... in a weird way was sort of the beginning of mullet man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah humphrey walked so mullet man could run but you imagine <laughs> imagine <laughs> jb and alfie i think that'll be a movie that people would love to see the dog and the cat yeah <laughs> Um, I know you can't say anything about this, Henry, but I haven't. Ta I've talked to Chad Stahelski a bunch. I'm so excited for you and Chad to get together. Thank you on Thank Highlander. You. Um, this has all the ingredients of something very, very special. Um, were you a Highlander fan? Um, how did this? Like, what's what's your passion for this material? What are you excited about exploring with the Highlander world? I'm going to have to answer that very carefully. I understand. Uh, <laughs> I I was am a Highlander fan. Um, they were. Great fun movies. Obviously, I've watched them when I was a lot younger and since rewatched. But also the TV show. Um, I, I really enjoyed the lore behind it. Um, that sort of sense of a, a tragic warrior um, with, with, with more of a story to tell than just a, a cool guy with a sword right. um, doing cool things. And this goes even deeper into that. I mean, Chad, I mean, Chad told me this on the record that it, yeah. he is going to, he wants to explore the TV show side, like the stuff that was explored there, which I think a lot of fans were very excited about. I I can't speak to that right. at the moment. Um, right. But yeah, they, the what what they've done so far and what we're doing with the development of the script is extraordinary. I think people are going to be really, really pleased. Yeah, well, I'm excited. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. sounds very yeah. big, like for the world. Yeah, and mm. I think it, it's, it's the same as working with Matthew. Yeah. Mm. Big swings are important. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, you play it safe, you're going to just go, ah, I guess it was fine. Right. But you take a big swing and then people love it. Yeah. Mm. Or they hate it. And sometimes hating it is just as good. Yeah, I'd rather get some kind of reaction yeah. than that. You know, who wants a double? I always say you want the home runs or just yeah. the swings and misses. Couldn't um, agree more. Grand slam is what you want. Right. That's yes. Right. Now, wait, have mm. you been shooting something recently? I'm very confused by this. I, I read something that said that you've actually been shooting a project in recent weeks. Um, I've been pro- I, I, no, I'm, I've been producing a very, very special movie. Um, I'm very excited about it. Um I um, I just saw half an hour cut together. Um, this will have the same sort of impact as Kick-Ass did. Um, and I, I, I can't talk too much. You, have, you ask Sam Rockwell, he just gave, gives, every, he's, he gives everything away in an interview. I'm like, Sam, we're under contract, you're not allowed to speak about that. No. And he's like, what? And then, uh, but um, it is a movie, uh, what I can say, it is, it is a movie that is written, directed, and starring my stunt team. Uh, it is a film like no other movie that's ever been made, um, and it's also got Chris Hemsworth and Sam Rockwell in it, plus some other very, very interesting cameos. And um, and it's gonna re- it's reinventing an action movie because it's a film where it's pretty extraordinary watching these stunt guys as they're acting and doing stunts at the same time, and you're not having to hide anything. Yeah. But sadly my lead actor slash stuntman broke his back in three places doing one of our stunts. Um, it is incredible footage for the movie because it's in it and we've now been filming. Keep rolling. It. Yeah, we yeah. did keep Get rolling. Get out of the shot. <laughs> As I said, no. no, no, it is like no other movie. So then we filmed him in hospital and so we, 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 last week we were filming him, his recruitment and, you know, recuperating and he's strong, but it's part of the movie about the danger of being a stuntman. And, um, we're breaking some world records. Uh, it's got, I think, 56 action sequences in it that are incredible. It's funny, but it's 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 original, and that's and it's giving these these guys a. I mean, it, they deserve stuntmen are the you know they are the real superheroes yeah. literally, and they I don't think whether it's the Oscars, for some reason stuntmen are not given the due respect that they deserve, and this movie. Um, I just cannot tell you how excited. I'm just so excited and I'm so proud of these guys. That's the best way of describing it. And they have knocked it out of the park. I couldn't be more excited from everything you just said. Um, yeah, I was going to say, the stunt Oscar is something I wanted to bring up with you. you They've got to do it. They have to do it. Un- unsung heroes. They're yeah. so good at their job yeah. that right. no one recognizes them. Yeah. And, and, and and some of these movies, now they're, they're half the film. These yeah. second unit directors... Yeah. You know, uh, they're making you know, half of some of these movies. It's it's crazy, and they, they get no recognition. Yeah, yeah. publicly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's whispers of it, but it feels no actual thing. Point. It feels like there's actual momentum building. I'm hoping. I hope so. I hope this so. movie, yeah. we have we have a very funny sort of you know how you know have those UNICEF like and we 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 do a save the stuntman video. It's very <laughs> very funny. The most earnest thing, and I'm, and I'm hoping the Academy see it and go, they got a point. Yeah. Um, one other thing, I know it's early days, but Warhammer, I mean, there's nothing more close to your heart than this. I know this. That is true. There are a few other things. Well, uh, yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. Cal- Professionally speaking. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I have Even a heart that. outside yeah. of work. <laughs> he does. Mm. He does. Yeah. But it must be so exciting to be able to actually like dive into this world and be the one, one of the ones that is just steering the ship and figuring out what the world you want to create is on film and TV. What's this experience been like so far? 
Um, it is the greatest privilege of my professional career to have this opportunity. Uh, I I can't say too much again. It's early days still, but to have this opportunity to bring it to the screen and be at the tiller so it can be faithful is is key to me. And it's, it's, this is the stuff I've I've been dealing with since I was a kid. Yeah. It's this sort of is is the stuff I, I spend my free time daydreaming about yep. as an adult as well, and I get to bring it into life and there is there is no greater reason than i join the industry than doing something like this and uh i'm i'm very very happy to be here have you tried to get matthew into warhammer or gaming at all no not gaming yet. i love gaming wouldn't be gaming at all but oh. um but we've spoken yeah okay. i'd listen i'd love i said i'd work with henry in lots of different ways okay yeah watch the space okay. fair enough the happy, sad, confused, profoundly random questionnaire. Either of you guys can take any of these. I know the answer to this, but dogs are, that's okay. Dogs no. or cats? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Even despite the Argyle cat. There is no cat better than a dog. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> By the way, so it's it's Cal and Baggins now too, right? Yes, Baggins is the new addition to and the pack. And Baggins, I take it, is named after, I know you're Lord of the Rings uh, love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's because um, where we live is particularly Shire-esque. Shire like um, we felt it suitable that uh, our little creature would be called Baggins will you get a Bilbo yeah. um, uh, get another dog Bilbo Baggins I think we'd find something else I mean because because he's small and Cal's getting older now mm -hmm. we'll get another big one and then another small one you don't want to have a full clutch of, of tiny dogs necessarily so mm -hmm. sort of there's got to be a big one next got to get a big dog yeah I'll have you know one of my dreams now that I'm a dog owner the last few years is to what do, do you have I have a pit mix wow okay. Lucy is the best the love of my life I mm -hmm. want to do a show with folks like you Henry and their dogs just chatting dogs so you're you're on the hook for the pilot, I'm afraid. Hey, you know, I'm 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 into it. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'll watch that. Yeah, I, I love dogs. I mean, I literally you can't get enough of a dog. Uh, do you guys collect anything, respectively? Warhammer. Yeah. Art and wine, but I drink oh, the wine. I'm sorry. So I, I don't think collect wine if you drink the damn away. stuff. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, but I, 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 no, I do collect. Yeah. I do I, art. Art's, art's a big passion of mine. I'm, I'm getting to wine as well, okay. uh, but unfortunately, I do also yeah. like There's the taste of it. With it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last actor you were mistaken for? Has that ever happened? Um, hmm. Brad Pitt. For me. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> it's been a while um, since. Yeah, I, I don't really remember. It's been okay. a lot. It's been a while. Yeah, you're Henry Cavill. Other folks are mistaken for you, maybe. Maybe I get Maybe I don't things. know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, worst noted director has ever given you. Oh, I, I dare not share that. <laughs> I'm gonna give. Dare not share that. I'm, go I'm gonna give. Can I make your flat top just a little <laughs> yeah. bit more flat? Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't nearly flat enough. Yeah. Can you ten percent more flat? Get rid of the flat top. How about a mullet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Can you memorize this model? I'll get an hour for yeah. an old friend. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's he's not he's not the only director who's made me do that. Mm. It's uh it's becoming a regular occurrence actually. Mm. Writing as we go, but that that wasn't this to be clear. Right. Um, I, our time is up sadly, but congratulations, gentlemen, on this one. I mean, I like I said, I always love the big swings. This is a big swing. It is just hugely entertaining. I can't I can't enthusiastically endorse this one enough. Hopefully, it's the first of many stories in the Argyle universe. Hopefully so. Fingers crossed. And touch wood. Yes. And that's up to you. No pressure, yeah. guys. Yeah, it's, on, it's up to you guys now. Um, Matthew Vaughn, Henry Cavill, thanks for being on the pod one more time. Well, thank you for Thanks, having us. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused.
Remember to review, rate and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. Ha <laughs> ha